Lord, I just thank you for this morning, Father. And I just pray that you would move here in this service this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is good. Amen. I want you to turn me to Luke 23 real quick. Uh, and I want to show you something. Verse 39. I was... Uh, I was at my house, and, and I, I, I believe I got a word from the Lord. You know, I'm not trying to come up here with my word, okay? <laughs> I don't mean that. <laughs> I think the word of the Lord, a word from the Lord, has something to do with helping you to grow. Amen? You know, I was, I was thinking the other day, and I was, that verse came across my mind when Moses was... Uh, in the mountain. And Moses asked the Lord to show him his glory. Oh, you don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> show me your glory, Moses said. And you know, God is powerful. His glory exceeds anything that's out there in the universe. Amen? I know I, I can't define just how powerful it is. I know it's, it's above than what I can imagine it to be. Because his power is real. And his glory is real. And he brought it down in the form of his son. God came, became man and dwelt among us. Amen? In the form of his son, Jesus Christ. And, and the Lord was showing me something. He said, you know, I was visualizing it for a minute. I was seeing the three crosses. Amen? I was seeing Jesus. And I was seeing the two thieves. And he brought me to mind, he says, you know what? Those two thieves on, on the side of Jesus had two different repentances. Okay? Uh, I want to show you this this morning, because I'm going to show you as the Lord showed it to me. He said, he said, look to the cross in the middle. That's what he told me. He said, look to the man in the middle. Because that's where the life comes. And he showed me that. And I, I didn't know that. I started listening. So they had songs called that, The Man in the Middle. I said, well, where did that come from? You know, people started singing about the man in the middle, how, how, how he, he, he was there, and, and the two thieves were interacting with him. But the Lord showed me something, and I want to share that with you this morning. In verse 39 of Luke 23, let me find my spot. <laughs> You know what? God is a good God. And he gives an answer to those that seek for it, right? He's not going to leave you without an answer. Praise God. Sometimes you feel like you're going through a valley and you say, where's God? I mean, I've been trying to ask him for something and he hasn't uh, come through yet. Well, don't, just hold on. Praise God. Because he's never late. <laughs> and he's always on time. You're going to find out when you're going to need him, he's going to be there. Listen, I've gone through some times and I've found a my life got a little dark, okay? Even as a Christian. I find myself, I was walking in, almost like in, 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 with blindfolds on. Trying to find God. Come on, somebody. Trying to he understand God. Trying to understand His ways. Listen, I've learned that there's a lot of things about God I don't know. A lot. Because He says His ways are not my ways. What doesn't seem to make sense to me makes sense to God. Come on, somebody. <laughs> does that... Does that Tell you something. And I'm going to read this to you. Verse 39 says, And Jesus is being, he was crucified. He was nailed on the cross. And the two thieves were on the side of him. 
And one of them, one of the criminals or the thieves who were hanged, blasphemed him. Now, wait a minute. Blasphemed him? He's saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us too. That's what he said. If you are the Christ, save yourself. What was wrong with that man's attitude? You know, it's like a lot of us. God, if you're, if you're the Messiah, get me out of this trouble. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the Christ, take care of all my bills and all my, 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 everything I need. And, you know, do this and do this. How many of us pray like that sometimes, right? Nothing wrong with making requests to God. Don't, don't shoot no stones at me. Pray. <laughs> but how many of us do that? If you're who you say you are, get me off of this cross. Save us. You and us too. The Bible says he blasphemed him. <laughs> Does that what your, that's what your Bible says? The criminal blasphemed him. He looked at Jesus and said, you've been walking around here. You know, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, okay? You've been walking around here claiming to be the Messiah. If you were the Messiah, save us and you too. Come down and save us. And I wonder sometimes if that's how our prayer life is when we pray. And we wonder why we don't get an answer. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say nothing. Listen, listen. Don't, like I said, throw stones at me. Nothing wrong with making requests to God. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I need you. I need you to help me with this. Nothing wrong with that. But if we're only seeking the answer and not the answer giver, if we're only seeking, you know what I'm saying? If only we know if when we get in trouble, the bank account gets low, the body gets sick. If that's all the time we know him. And here's the thief. And, and, and the other one's looking across and said, man, what's wrong with you? Come on, somebody. He said, what's wrong with you? We are getting what we deserve. He said, you, you, you are, you're a criminal. You deserve to be hanging on that cross, Right? But he said, this man has done nothing wrong. <laughs> and he looked at Jesus. Now, listen, that just touched my spirit when, I, when he gave me. He looked at Jesus and said, Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, who do you think was made right that day? Who do you think went with Jesus? The complainer or the... <laughs> come on. The man that was sincere in his heart, he just wanted to be with Jesus. He wasn't seeking him for what he can get from him. He just knew that he needed to be with Jesus, right? You know, a lot of times we go through this, this cycle where we, we, we complain all the time. I'm a good complainer. I don't know about you. And you know, God has, God has no pleasure in you complaining, right? He doesn't. I'm in trouble, God. Take care of me, God. I, I need you to do this, God. You know, don't you see how, how much I'm facing? You don't see the problems I have, Lord? Where are you? <laughs> Come on, someone. And I prayed. I started praying, Lord, remember me as you're in your kingdom. I need to know him. Praise God. I need to know his fellowship. I need to know his blessings in my life. And I'm not just talking about physical blessings. I'm talking about a relationship, a communion with God. And I started wondering. I said, these two thieves have two different messages, two different repentances, right? John chapter 2, verses uh, 
Now, John chapter 14, verse 2. Jesus has prepared you a place, okay? And I'm going to show you something. It is God's good pleasure to take you into heaven. He is going to prepare a place for you. Right? And we've read these verses many times, Lawrence. We've read them over and over and over. But we never, we never stop to see what Jesus is telling us. There's just so much in John chapter 14. It's unreal. But we read through it like it's just, you know, just a part of our day, a part of our life. But listen to what he says in verse 1. I'm going to read verse 1 first. Let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> Who said that? And did I read the right verse, chapter 14, verse 1? <laughs> Let not your heart be troubled. You, is your Bible, is that in red? You know, when, when it's in red, Jesus is speaking, right? Let not your heart be troubled. Listen, some of you got trouble and you've been, you got troubles you've been dealing with. I mean, you, you've been fearful, you've been doubting God, and you've been, you know, you, you've been all been through that, right? Do you know it angers God when we don't trust Him? Do you know it, 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 it angers God when all we do is find complaints? And all we do is blame God and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, you, you ever been in that boat? Hmm? Listen, I'm a good complainer sometimes. But you know what? My wife reminded me, Lanny. I said, you're right. I, I, I can't deny it. I said, you ask her. I, I, I don't want you breaking my hands back there. <laughs> It's, you know, I, start, I started saying, well, Jane, you're right. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't complain like that, right? You know, we worry about a lot of things. You know, worry about the bills and us as the business and, and the church and stuff. like. And the Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. I got it. <laughs> Somebody said, God got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Ain't it peaceful to know that God is in control? Ain't it peaceful to know that God has the, the situation at hand? That all we got to do is trust him, praise God. All we got to do is look to the man in the middle, praise God. The one that's shedding his blood for our, our, our lives. That's the one we need to look for. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Look to the man in the middle. Look to the cross in the middle. Look to Jesus. Look to the author and finish of your faith. You know, there's a lot of things I can preach. Seriously, honestly, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel we're going to go any further till we understand that one thing. Is that if Jesus is not your focus. And I, and I was telling somebody this day. I said, you know what? So we can learn that book from front to cover. But if we don't put Jesus in the right place, it ain't going to do us a bit of good. Because Jesus is what holds the Bible together. Jesus is what holds his word together. Jesus is what holds the promises together. If we don't, if we don't we have Jesus, we don't have Jesus in the right place of worship. And authority over his word. You're not going to get any answers from God. I wish I, wish I could say anything better. But it's, it's, you can't. Jesus has to be the center point of all that you do in faith. Without that, you're not going to make it. Mm. <laughs> well, I think I'll try my way. But go ahead. You're going to fall <laughs> every time. <laughs> I'm going to be trying things your way. Don't lie. Everybody in this building has done it. <laughs> How far have you gotten? Huh? He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? No, let me see. Let not your heart be troubled. 
You believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going to prepare a place for you. What did the thief say? Lord, remember me when you're coming to your kingdom. You're praying, Lord, you're going to prepare a place for me, that where I am, there you may be also. I'm going to heaven, y'all. I don't know about you. I praise God all of y'all, but I'm going. I made my mind up, praise God. Listen, the greatest thing in this earth is to hear Jesus say the greatest words, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy of the Lord. Wait for those days and at the gate when you're going to meet the Lord and you're going to be entering heaven. You'll never see death, never see sickness, never see destruction, never see defeat, never again. Everything, sin will be gone, praise God. You'll be living your life with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Never to be separated from Jesus, right? Somebody say, amen, but that sounds pretty good, brother Lynn. Hallelujah. I, I, listen, if you, if you don't shout, I'm going to do it. Do you want to go to heaven? <laughs> you looking forward to going to heaven? <laughs> you looking forward to getting out of here? <laughs> I don't know about you. I am. <laughs> I know it's a better place than this. <laughs> it's wonderful. Jesus is going to prepare a place. He's, he's building my mansion. He's got me a place ready. Right? Hallelujah. You know what? You know what somebody was saying one time, and I believe him. My house is going to make the White House look like an outhouse <laughs> in heaven. Right? <laughs> I can't in my mind visualize what he's preparing for me, praise God. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. I, listen, oh man, I, I can't imagine. It's just fun thinking about it, praise God. It just gets you excited. Man, if it's what I'm thinking and how wonderful I'm thinking and it's more than that, oh, look, look how Jesus. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> ready, 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 friend. Let's go. <laughs> Heaven is around the corner, praise God. Listen, don't get your mind set up on the things of this earth. Don't trouble yourself with the things of this earth. Listen, God has given us a promise. If you trust me, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in, for in my Father's house. Amen. You plan on building a mansion on this earth? Come on, I don't. I plan on building, seeing my mansion in heaven with Jesus. Praise God. Keep my eyes on the man in the middle. Right? I said keep my eyes on the man in the middle. Keep my eyes on the man in the middle. <laughs> Hallelujah, I'm getting excited. Y'all can feel it. I'm going to jump over this pulpit in a little while. Keep your eyes on the man in the middle. Because he's the foundation that makes it all work. Hallelujah. He's the promise of heaven. He's the promise of everything you want in life, praise God. Listen, don't worry about who's going to be next president. Jesus is the president, praise God, in your life. He's never failed you. I elected, listen, I voted for him 42 years ago, and I ain't lost my vote yet. Hallelujah. He never failed me once, praise God. He's always been there. He's always took me up and carried me in his arms, praise God. He never let me down, not one time. I let him down, but he never let me down. And he probably looked at me and said, you better. <laughs> He's just waiting for me, that big dummy. <laughs> you me tell you a story. I learned things. Maybe I didn't tell you all, but years ago, I was a young Christian. And I'm learning to listen to the Holy Ghost, okay? And I was working on a job. And I, I, Janice, was, her feet were hurting her. She couldn't get up and make my egg sandwich in the morning. But I was mad, tricky. Oh, man. No, 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 I got up. I, was, I got up and I got the toast out. I was going to toast my own. I said, I make my own egg sandwich. Hallelujah. Look, and the Lord spoke to you, big dummy. 
Ooh, I felt about this. And you know what? You know, you get your pride gets in the way. But you want to say you're sorry. You ever, you ever got like that? You, you, I got, went, went by the door. She was gonna, I opened that door. I opened the door. I said, I'm sorry. And I slammed the door. Sure. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> big baby. That's what I was. And no, look, I got in my, my truck to go to work, and I'm telling you, that really happened. I tried to sing, it didn't work. I was trying to sing Amazing Grace, trying to get religious, you know, and it didn't, it didn't want to work. <laughs> so after God humbled me, I, I got on the phone. I said, Jan, I'm really sorry. I love you. The Holy Ghost ministered to me. You see what I'm saying? God will get your attention. Listen, Jesus has a way of doing things that ain't your way. Amen? If I'd only looked to the cross, if I'd only looked to the man in the middle, it would have been a better morning, praise God. I didn't, even pray, I didn't even pray on it. That's sad. I didn't even ask the Lord to heal or nothing. I just got mad and left. For a stupid egg sandwich. you imagine that? Golly. You remember I told you I need some good old spiritual castor oil, man? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're laughing, but man, I learned some hard lessons the hard way. I, I, I had to use the restroom when I couldn't. I was you know, blocked. I went and gave me some castor oil, and, and that stuff was ransom. Already it was bad enough. <laughs> Chow, we, man, talk about bad, man. Lord. <laughs> my stomach was beating on four corners, man. I said, Lord, I said, well, I can. <laughs> I, can't. <laughs> I said, God, it's like that. Sometimes we need a good old spiritual casserole. Amen? When it comes out, man, look, look out. Get out of the way. <laughs> look, God is telling us something. <laughs> Listen, we want to wake up, man. We got to learn to trust him. wonder why he has to, sh- we got to shove casserole in our mouth. We're hard-headed. We don't want to Listen. Or kick, remember that I told you that? Even? Kick against the prick. Kick against the, uh, you know, kick Paul's on the road to Damascus. He says, hard, Paul said, the Lord said to you, kick against a prick. God's poking on you. He said, do it right. I don't want to do it right. I don't want to do it right. Come on, you know what a prick is? It's the thing with the, the, the shepherd which drive the goats with. And if the goat didn't want to go, he'd <laughs> poke him with it, right? <laughs> All right. I'm going to get off of my side. <laughs> Look to the man in the middle <laughs> when you want to live right. Look to the man in the middle when you want your, the truth to come. Right? Believe me, I'm going to be long today. Praise God. I'm ready in trouble. <laughs> but John 14, 2, verse 5, he says, He goes to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you may be also. Turn with me to Luke chapter 18. I'm going to share something with you. God is not interested in religion, right? He's interested in repentance. He wants us to live obedient to him. Praise God. The Lord is speaking here about, again, two people. One was a Pharisee and one was a sinner. They both went into the temple to pray. And if you read the story, you find out the Pharisee went with all his religious, you know, uh, points or, or characteristics. 
You know, he, he had his list. Lord, I fast twice a week. Pay tithes of everything I owe. I mean, I'm a good man. I'm holy. <laughs> Come on. He was, he, was, he, was, he was given this. That <laughs> he was in this temple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever done that? Lord, you see how good I am. I'll do, every, I'll do everything you tell me to do. No, you don't do everything he tells you to do. Right? Don't lie. I found in my own life, sometimes I, I try to give God my, my credits and my, you know, my brownie points, you call it. <laughs> and it don't leave the ceiling. <laughs> you talk about dry when you try to pray like that, right? You ever try to pray giving God all your good things and how good you are and how wonderful you are and how, you know, how you do this and you do this? I got about a waste of God's time. Right? And he says this. Verse 9. And Jesus spoke a parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Chapter 18, verse 9. And despised others. You know, I, I'm going to get off a little bit. And, you know, I was thinking about all the things that was going on at the border and stuff like that. And the Lord reminded me, he said, son, I love those people. I said, we get off and we, they, they, got, they got a bunch of stuff coming across, not supposed, but they got people that's wanting to come so they can make a better life for their kids. And You know what I'm saying? And they want, they, want, they want to have a better life. They have some of them that do that. There's some, you know, it's just not the drug traffickers and the, you know, the cartels and all that. I really believe they got people that are hurting. And you know, we look at them and says, they can't come over here. What if, what if you was on the other side of the fence? Right. You ever thought about that? And you didn't have nothing. And I'm not justifying illegal crosses. Don't listen to me, praise God. But I was trying to put myself in those people's place. And I was asking myself a question. I said, Lord, here I am complaining about this, and I'm not showing mercy. Right? See, I'm here my own self-righteous American self and, you know, giving God, you know, I'm American, man. Not, listen, y'all, nothing wrong being American. <laughs> but I realized something about my attitude toward these people was wrong. You know, I still think they got to come here legally. I still think they got to come through the system. But I found myself getting angry at people I saw out there, you know, you know, working on jobs, you can't even speak English and stuff like that. And I had to remind myself, I said, Lord, this is not right. It's not. Because you died for these people. You love them just as much as you love me. Right? And I, try, I, I, I was trying to put my foot in their place. And I said, what if I was hurting like they were hurting? I'm not talking about the, the corrupt one. I'm talking about the ones that just want to come and do something good for their family. You know, talk about people that are hurting. Little, you got, if you can't have compassion, little children, man, seriously. Little babies. I mean, I mean, drowning in that river. You know, what if that was your ch child? What if, what if, you know, I thought about that and I said, here we are sometimes we got it. We got this self-righteous mentality even in, 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 in America. But he, you know, he, he, he looked, he despised others. 
You know, he, just, he, he trusted in himself that he was righteous. You know, I got news for you. None of you were born perfect. Right? None of you were born with a halo on your head. In the eyes of God, you die with sin, you'll be in no better shape than anyone else. And Jesus made it very clear that he cared about the hurting. He came for those that were afflicted. He came for those that were persecuted. And me and you have to tell these people, we get a chance, don't look to the cross. Look to the man in the middle. Look to the one that can help you. Does that make sense? Believe me. I am against illegal crossing. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But I'm trying to put, I, want to, I try to put myself in these people's place. If it was me, would I cross? My children were hungry. Would I, would I attempt to cross? You know what I'm saying? But sometimes we get self-righteous. You know what I'm saying? We, we forget. Surely America is a wonderful place. I know you got its problems, but it's still one of the most freest countries in the, in the, in the world. You know what I'm saying? And we have more opportunities to work and to build us a home and families and, and, and do a lot of things, okay? But I called that when I said that. He said he trusted himself over the Pharisee that he was righteous and despised others. You don't despise people that are hurting. You don't despise anyone that's trying to Get relief and, and, and better themselves. You know what I'm saying? Don't despise them as a person. You know what I'm saying? We did that many times in America and bad with the African Americans, with the American Indian. We did some bad things in this country, man. And I, I, I ain't proud of it. Okay? You know, we have to remember these are God's people. God, I mean, they're hurting just like anybody else. So think twice before you make judgment, okay? Because sometimes our judgment is just selfish. Oh, Bob, I'm going to get some amen. <laughs> you know, I had, to come to that, I had to come to that place in my life, okay, lately. I make judgment on people, and sometimes it's just, it's just selfish. It's about me. Don't come take what I got. Don't make my life uncomfortable, right? Okay. So he trusted in himself that he was right. <laughs> amen? Somebody amen me or something. I'm going to get worried about you. Ali. <laughs> he said, there was a certain... Well, I'm, 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 let me go to verse 10. Two men went in the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. Well, we don't like tax collectors. Huh? Mm. And people that come in your pocketbook and take your money and, you know, they tell you, oh, taxes for everything under the sun. You don't like those kind of people. But God had a heart for him. <laughs> he said, he said here, two men went in the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. He stood up and prayed thus with himself. And one was a tax collector. He said, this is how you pray. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men are. <laughs> he said, he said, an extortion, I'm not unjust, I'm not an adulterer, or even as this tax collector, <laughs> this public. <laughs> he 
Watch. You know that's what the Pharisees hated more about Jesus? Because he sat down with these people. <laughs> right? You don't know if they were blowing smoke in his face. You don't know if they were, what they were drinking. You don't know nothing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> He's sitting down with them. How dare he, he dirty his clothes with them sinners? Come on. How dare he sit with them? Listen, I'm telling you something. <laughs> Look to who's in the middle. Ask yourself, what would Jesus do? What would he do with the tax collectors and the publicans? What would he do with the immigrants? What would he do with, with the, this one and that one? What would he do with them? Right? How does he see them? He sees them like, I don't see him. No, he don't see him like you see him. Because here's the most religious people in, in, in Jesus' time. They could quote the first five books of the Bible by heart. They were Pharisees. Come on. And Sadducees, you know why they were sad, you see? <laughs> they were, they were, they were, I mean, they, were, they didn't knew it, man. They knew every tittle and dot and, and word and every, all the law. They knew everything, but no compassion, right? No compassion. None. If they don't look like us and talk like us and dress like us, they ain't saved. Maybe we can't. <laughs> That's not the attitude that Christ gave. See, the two on the cross were both sinners. They were both criminals. They, they, both, they both deserved to die, right? But only one had enough good sense to remember the truth. To cry out to Jesus for mercy. And what did Jesus say? Tell him. Oh, you ain't, I ain't giving you no mercy. You did too, too, you did too many murders and crimes and stole too. You did, you, don't ask me to come to heaven with me. That, that's, he didn't say that. He said, remember me. He said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. See? Now, I see a lot of people. And I'm, I'm going I'm to back up a little bit because they take so much of the word. They go one side to the other. You got those that say, we shouldn't judge people. That's not true. You got to take the speck out of your own eyes before you can take it out of someone else's eye, Jesus said. Then you can judge righteously. You know what I'm saying? But to judge someone for condemnation is not your job, right? That's God's job. Nothing wrong with telling someone, listen, to sin what you're doing. I mean, repent of it and come, come to the Lord. That's, that's perfectly all right. I had one guy, he, he was, on the, was preaching on the street, and man, he was calling, uh, calling these people all kind of names and, and all that stuff. And he was doing good at first. He was preaching, man. He was preaching Jesus, preaching. And all of a sudden, you dog, you this, you that. And what's bad, he influenced a little guy next to him. I was watching a video that was a young, and he started doing the same thing he was doing. And I told that guy, I said, you know what? You were doing okay. I said, till you started throwing these words around. Said you, you, you influenced a young man. You thought that that's how you preach, calling people names. And what happened is, with that is that he told me, he said, you know, the Lord dealt with me on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I'm, for, I'm preaching. I'm for preaching, on this, I'm preaching, telling people this is wrong, this is sin, get it right. Listen, but are we doing that for compassion? Are we doing that so that person can really give his life to Jesus? 
Have we sat down and told him that Jesus loves you and he wants you to spend eternity with him? You don't have to go to hell. You get what I'm saying? And I, and I want you to get a picture. And I'm, again, I'm still stuck on the two thieves, okay? That how, would Je- how did Jesus handle them, right? How did he see them? The one on the other left hand, was all he did was blaming Jesus. If, if you're God, get us out of here. Get us out of this trouble. He didn't really care about repenting, Lawrence. He just wanted the Lord to deliver him out of his... You think if Jesus would have took him out, he, he, he wouldn't have went back and do the same thing? There was no sign of repentance in him. Now other one said, I deserve what I'm getting. I deserve. We, we both deserve to be on this cross. But this man has done nothing wrong. Talking about Jesus. Does it make any sense to you? Praise God. Man, I feel the presence of God. The man in the middle. The cross in the middle. Jesus. That's all I kept getting last week. Is, and last night I was hearing it in my sleep. Man. The cross in the middle. The man in the middle. He was showing compassion even while he was nailed on the cross. And we can't have no compassion for nobody. We can't, we can't show that. You know, it's, it's, for us, it's a, it's a sign of weakness. No, it's not. You know, you pass people all, every day on the side of the road begging. And I, listen, some of these people are just want to make money. They're not, they're not, I'm, I've dealt with them. Or they're just looking for a handout. They don't want to work. They don't want to go out and do it. But there might be one in that crew that, 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 crew that, that really hurt him. And their life has turned for the worse. They're where they're at. Maybe there was somebody in society and, and life just came against them and, and they, they, they made some bad decisions and now they, they're suffering for it. Should we just look at them and say, it's their fault? <laughs> they deserve that. They made their bed. Let them sleep in it. Would that, is, this, is that what Jesus would say? My God, I hope you hear me. <laughs> Mom's looking at me. That's how I've been feeling. I had to ask God to forgive me because I started looking at the situation in another person. You get what I'm saying? Jesus looked at the person. He didn't look at the situation. He saw the two different types that were with him, and he gave grace to the one that said, remember me when you come and you. Grace is important in our life. Grace is not only to give to you from Christ, but it's to give to others. It's to show mercy and kindness to other people. I'm almost finished, y'all. I know you all know John 3.16, okay? Turn there. I want to read it. Everybody in this room ought to know what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Now watch, I'm going to show you something. And I'm going to close, okay? I know this is not a shouting message because it hits, it hits the heart. It hits where, we, where, we, where we're at as believers, right? How much mercy have you shown lately to someone? How much grace have you given? You remember the story in the Bible where it talks about this man, this, this king called this man and owed him a lot of money. And they estimated if you know, if, if they would put it in our, our mouth, 
like $20 million. So the king called him, says, pay me what you owe me. He said, I'll pay you. He said, give me time. So the king was going to sell his wife, his family, everything he had, the payment made, and he'd be thrown in prison. But he begged the king not to do it. He said, give me, and then the king had compassion on him, brother Lawrence. y'all listen to me. He, the king said, because he asked forgiveness, he said, man, listen, you don't owe me nothing. $20 million? $20 million? And he forgave him all of his debt. This same man went out and found somebody that owed him maybe $20. He said, grabbed him by his throat, Chuck. He said, pay me what you owe me. He said, I'll pay you. Give me time, man. And he would not forgive him. <laughs> he would not forgive him. A man that was forgiven so much and wouldn't forgive something he could do. And he turned around and the king heard him, brought him, said, man, brought him back in and says, I forgive you all of that debt. And would you, shouldn't you forgive your brother his debt? And he made, he put him in prison because he would not forgive the $20. I'm saying 20. I'm just using that as a number. And I forgave you all that debt. You ever stopped and look how much Jesus has forgiven you? How much mercy has Jesus showed to you? No, Lord. <laughs> Seriously. How much grace has he showed you? But yeah, we can't forgive someone a little bit. Neither, he said, will your Father in heaven forgive you if you don't forgive your brother his trespasses. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to understand something, y'all. Praise God. I'm in the same boat you're in. I'm trying to understand the man in the middle. <laughs> man, I feel the presence of God saying that. I'm trying to understand the man in the middle. What, 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 what kind of, who is this Jesus? How does he feel? How, how understanding the mercy that he gave me. I'm a bitch, I, all of us should be in hell today, right? All of us deserve the judgment of God. We've all broken his law, every one of us. But the blood <laughs> paid the atonement. The blood made a way that you don't have to go. He forgave you. But we, we, we're so easy to forget that sometimes. You see, that man forgot real quick. You see, he forgot, Lawrence. He forgot that what he was forgiven. He went and grabbed somebody, owed him just $20. But he would not forgive him. I'm going to ask you a question. How many of you, or me, even me, have showed that kind of mercy? When we were forgiven so, so much and we wouldn't forgive a little, Right? Man, I feel the presence of God. I don't know about y'all, but there's something about seeing that. His mercy has come in my life. I'm alive today. My marriage is, is alive today. My family's alive. We have so much that we overlook, and yet we, we're so quick to judge somebody that wants to come, maybe cross the border to make a life for his family. Don't got nothing. And just wants a little house and a little piece of land, a little, a little something, you know what to make. Don't get me wrong. I said, I'm going to say it again. I, I am not against 
I am against border, you know, illegal crossing. I am against that. I, if they go get a get do illegal, come. Come make a life for yourself. Come. But I, I was just thinking how I was feeling, the anger I was feeling about people coming across the border. And my wife reminded me. And she's right. She reminded me. You're getting so angry. Why? Why did she come over here legally? But I, it's like the person, I didn't even see the person. I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. That's a human being. That's a, that's a, that's a person that Jesus died for. Him and he loves. He wants to put his mercy upon like he did with me. What would the man in the middle do if he'd go to the border? What would the man in the middle do? What would Jesus do? <laughs> I'm on this seriously, and I'm going to use the border because that's the big thing now, but anything, y'all. You know? We all say about somebody living down the street, they deserve what they're getting. <laughs> they deserve to have all that trouble. They deserve. So did we. But God showed us mercy. Huh? He loved us. You know what we should do? We should stop and say, Lord, save them like you saved me, okay? Save them like you, like you showed me mercy. Show them mercy. And pray that they can prosper and they can find Jesus and live in health and, and let their families prosper, God. Listen, when you start praying like that, your whole attitude changes, bro. <laughs> I started crying out for these dear people. I said, Lord, help them. Help them, the people at the border. Help them, them find peace with you. You know, I started praying, God, have mercy upon them. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. Amen. Let's stand up. Praise God. I know this is not a shouting. <laughs> you know, sometimes God, the Lord told me, he said, son, he said, preach to the heart. <laughs> Next time we think about judging someone or not showing mercy to someone, what would the man in the middle do? Huh? You remember, he was dying. For the sins of the whole world. But yet he stopped to offer that one criminal mercy. Right? You know, we don't know. I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, the agony, y'all, that he was in on that cross is, is unbearable. The body was shaking, trembling for the pain that was raging from top to bottom. I mean, he was suffering, man. He was suffering. I tell... I said he carried that old cross after he had ripped his back open. You know what I'm saying? Rubbing on the open flesh of his, of his body. On his, and he carried that thing. and They nailed him to that thing. And yet, even, even in his time of suffering, even when he, he, he was feeling the, the weight of the world, he said, today, You'll be with me in paradise. He, have, he found strength to offer mercy to that one criminal. The other one probably died and went to hell. See what I'm saying? Because he would not go to Jesus the right way. He would not go to Jesus the right way. The thief on the right went the right way. The thief on the left didn't go the right way. He died without God. 
because he would not approach Jesus with a repentant heart. I need his mercy every day. Come on, somebody. Listen, I've asked the Lord, Lord, your mercy is on you every day. Oh, it's easy in America right now that we can, we're going to go home, enjoy a nice meal or whatever we do as our family. But for a lot of people, it's not like that. Family members shooting each other to death. Little kids, I mean, I was here in the other day, drive-by shooting, man, shooting into houses, killing little babies. I mean, there's no peace in this world, man. You know, this, this world needs the mercy of God. It needs, it needs the forgiveness. For, you know, so it, they, they got somebody that loves the Lord and wants to make things right. But if they see us as an unmerciful Christian, they see us as judgmental Christian, they see us as self-righteous like the Pharisee, you think they're ever going to want the Lord? If that's what Jesus is about, I don't want it. I'm hoping I'm getting through. <laughs> Seriously, I am. Because I know this is the Holy Ghost. What would the man in the middle do? What, 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 what would he do? Would he turn his back on the hurting? Would he turn his back on the suffering? Would he turn his back on the, the ones that, that, that don't have anything? Would he? Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I want to start by praying for those that are not here, those that are sick, Father. And Lord, I pray, God, you would have mercy upon them. And Lord, that you'd heal their bodies and bring them back to church, Lord God. Heal them, Lord God. And Lord, I pray for the, the migrants, Lord God, the immigrants, whatever you want to call them, Lord God, that is at that border, Lord God. It's just been in my heart the last couple of days, and I ask for the mercy for them. And that you would send preachers at that border Minister the gospel to them, Lord God. That they can find Christ. Lord, bring down those that are trying to hurt people and destroy lives. But restore those, Father God, that, that need you. Minister to them. Bless them and show them mercy, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we begin this service, Lord, I thank you for today. In the name of Jesus.